You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I have a repeat visitor, Miss Lorraine Ball from Roundpeg, and we are talking about personalization. Now, I love talking to Lorraine. She'll probably be back again and again. So yeah, buckle up and let's talk about personalization. But before we dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about Facebook support. Why? Why do you want to talk about that? Well, I had a client this week. I was actually just consulting them. I wasn't doing any work. I gave her a bunch of homework. Then I went in to check her work and she went against me on a couple things. The first thing she went against me was she had audience network checked on her for her ads to run. And if you've heard this podcast, you probably heard me complain about audience network, but you should never use audience network on a cold audience. It's just a really, really bad idea. But there it was, it was checked. And I said, Hey, so you're paying me for consulting. Why do you have that checked? And she said that she was contacted by Facebook support and he recommended that she use all placements. Well, I totally 100% could not disagree more and she ran the ads and they didn't work very well because audience network is not for a cold audience and that's where most of the money was spent because is what's happening is Facebook has run out of place for ads and so they want you to spend money with them but not in the news, not in the news feed, but on, you know, the audience network and other things like that. So she made the modification. Things started working a whole lot better. But what is my point? Facebook support, it's great. I am so excited when they actually reply and it's great to know there are people on the other side of that blue icon, right? But sometimes when you're talking to them about certain things, you have to remember how they were trained and they were trained by Facebook to, you know, help the platform and make as much money as they can. So that is my recommendation is Take Facebook support and appreciate them, but remember how they were trained, all right? One more commercial before we dive in. This is One Click Lindsay. If you need help with Facebook ads, SEO, pay-per-click, anything with digital marketing, you should definitely reach out to me because I have a myriad of packages that can help you generate more traffic and leads for your small business. All right, so let's hop into this interview with Lorraine, and I will see you on the other side. the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me back. I always love having a conversation with you. Yes. And I as well, I, th- I believe we met via like a blog post or something, right? Somebody made a comment on someone else's blog post and then we kind of met up and I would consider us forever friends now. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is exactly how we met. And it really reminded me that, um, the internet is social if you let it be social. If yes. You take the time to actually acknowledge people and interact with them and suddenly you have forever friends. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is Lorraine does pretty much the same thing that I do. She has an agency very similar to mine, that, but 
look at us. We are joining together. We help each other. We are friends and we support each other. And I think business just works better that way. Don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, even in, um, in my market, some of my best referral sources are companies that on the surface you would think would be my competitors. But hundred percent, you know, we, we find out the places where we sort of complete each other. And, um, you know, sometimes nobody understands you the way someone else who does exactly what you do does. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Lorraine, tell everybody where you're from and how to find you before we dive into this interview. My website, uh, my company is Roundpeg. R-O-U-N-D-P-E-G, kind of like a round peg square hole type of thing. Um, we are a digital agency. We're located in Indianapolis. You can find us at roundpeg.biz, B-I-Z. And you, and what is your specialties over there at Roundpeg? We, I would say we are a web, we are a WordPress website shop. We, um, we build about 30 websites a year and we do digital marketing and social media marketing surrounding the website, helping companies drive traffic to their website, helping companies capture leads when they get to their website and get those leads into their sales funnel. So hopefully at the end of the day, they actually sell something as a result of all of this internet stuff. Yeah, because who the heck needs a website if they can't make any sales off of it? Absolutely. It's, you know, I'm not doing this for my health. I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, I could go lay in the sunshine on a beach if I just wanted to get help for my health. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm doing it because it works. It drives traffic to our website. And I think that it, it drives business to our company and for the companies that we work with, it drives business to them. I love it. So at the beginning in the green room, I'm going to let the audience in on a little green room talk between Lorraine and I, I said, what do you want to talk about? And she gave me a couple options. And then she said, personalization. And I was like, Lorraine, what do you mean by that? And then she started talking some magical words and I stopped her and I said, we're just going to hit record. So let's pick up where we left off in the green room, Lorraine. Lorraine, what do you mean by personalization? Well, I th what I'm talking about is treating each and every customer or prospect as if they were the only person that mattered to you. Because in that moment, in the moment that you're on the telephone with them, you're face to face with them, or even in the moment that you're sending them an email, they need to feel like they are the only people in your world. Amen. Okay. And, and so, you know, everything from silly little things like when you send a mass email to 4,000 people, most email tools will let you put the person's first name in the subject line. If you want to increase your open rates, you can do a lot of things. You can be really clever with your subject line. You can tweak the time of day or day of the week that you send it. But if you really want to increase open rates, put my first name in the subject line. As I'm scrolling down that list of 100 emails that hit my inbox, guess what? I'm going to see my name. And I'm going to be like, wow, you're talking to me. And it's, it, it's a little game inside my head, but I feel special. And so even just 
acknowledging me as an individual and personalizing it with my name is a huge step forward. I love it. And it goes back to the old thing we learned in marketing school, which was there isn't a sweeter sound to someone than the, than the, than hearing their own name. Right. And we all like, so as a marketer, you're always taught, learn someone's name and use it. And you know, that will help increase sales. It'll help bring them closer to you. Same thing goes for what Lorraine was saying. If you put it in your subject line, they'll like, I don't know. They're just, they just kind of like it because it's their name. It's you're, you're kind of programmed to respond to it. You're programmed weak because from the time you were a little kid and your mother was calling you, it was your name and you knew you needed to turn around. And if it was your first and your middle name, you knew you needed to turn around because you were in trouble real quick. You better turn around real quick. (laughs) So, you know, tapping into that very human part of who we are, that's kind of step one personalization. But that's really only the tip of the iceberg. All right, Lorraine, give us some more work here. Tell us some more about it. Okay, so specifically, when um, this is really um, with email, but it also works with kind of direct mail or, uh, you know, even deciding who you're going to call, you need to stop treating every single person that you interact with as if they have the same needs. If you sell multiple products, or even if you only sell one product, there are people that come to your website that are first timers. There are people that come into your business that have been shopping you, but haven't bought yet. And then there are people maybe that are regular customers. And then there are those raving fans. And if you're smart, you're going to start dividing people into those groups. And you're going to start creating different communication for those different groups. You really should be segmenting your email list so that someone who is just browsing doesn't hear from you quite as often as someone who's in that almost ready to buy mode and Mm -hmm. someone who is a frequent customer, but not a raving fan is on a regular pattern and hears about promotions and that handful of really loyal customers, you need to have some individual emails that go to them or a plan to pick up the telephone and check in with those people offering them a personalized invitation to an event. Hey, I've got 10 seats at this seminar. I've got one with your name on it. You don't even have to pay for it. You're always a, you know, you're always a fan. You're always here. This is my way of saying thank you. And so you start to create offers that are unique to those different audiences. And again, people are going to respond because you're delivering the right information, answering the questions that they are likely to have now. And they're not getting information they don't need. If you carry multiple products or you offer multiple services, well, then you need to take it a step further. If I have downloaded a worksheet from your website about your plumbing services, for God's sakes, don't put me on the email talking about electrical. I don't. Yeah, amen. But but a lot of companies do that because it's easy. You're on my email list, so you're going to hear about 
everything we do. And the truth is that with e email marketing tools today, you don't have to. You can yeah. create multiple lists. And you can think about who gets what list or who gets what communication. And dividing people into groups, setting up different schedules, creating auto-response campaigns that trigger after a specific event. I love it. I want to go back to something you were saying, though, where you call people up and you invite them or you write a personal email and you don't. So you don't kind of leave it all up to this automation thing. I think some people who haven't really dealt with digital marketing, maybe their outsider's view is everything can be autom automated and you can get all these customers and service them and you never, ever have to talk to them. You can land leads all over the place. And that just isn't the case. Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't you agree? I absolutely agree. It is to me, it is the interplay between the automation and the personal. Yes. And I look at the automation tools as okay, we're gonna go military battle for a minute. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. We've got one group of soldiers and their job is to lay down ground cover. They're just sort of spraying bullets everywhere. Okay. I love this. Okay. <laughs> and they're kind of keeping the enemy down, and that gives your snipers an opportunity to come in, get on the hill, and shoot at that one target. Okay? Yes. Now, how does that work in marketing? Your routine email, your scheduled or pre-scheduled social media content, that's your ground cover. That just keeps, keeps you visible and in front of people when you don't have time. That's where automation works. It is the ground cover. It's just going to kind of spray everywhere. But you got to do the sniper. So if it's, if you're using an email tool, if I send out 5,000 emails and a thousand people open them and 200 people click through, which 200 people do you think I need to put on my phone call list? Amen. Or if I have all of these interactions on social media and I notice that there are a handful of people that are always liking and always sharing, I got to come up from air for, for air. I've got to hop on social media and go to their page and like something they're saying, interact with them, respond to a comment. I know that it's a pain in the neck being connected. But if you're going to have a highly engaged community, you need to have an alert. When somebody puts a comment on your Facebook page or someone interacts with you on Twitter, you need to respond. And you can't respond three days later because quite honestly, I don't feel very loved if it takes you three days to respond to my question. Oh, Lorraine, you're just causing me so much work right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a wonderful, this is a wonderful reminder. Even me personally on my Facebook, I get lots and lots of comments. And sometimes it's just like, oh, shoot, because now I have more on my to-do list, even though I love comments, but it's still one more thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to. If you're building a community, you're trying to nurture these relationships. They don't just nurture themselves. No. Now, if you've got um, a, a very engaged community and there's, you know, hundreds of people responding all the time, 
Um, simply going through and liking is a good start. And, um, okay, we're going to go scientific for a minute. Skinner's uh, test with the rats. What he found is if you rewarded a rat with a food pellet, every time he pushed a button, the minute you stopped rewarding him, he stopped pushing the button. But if you rewarded him sometimes and didn't reward him others, he would push that button till he died. Oh, how? Because he never knows when he's going to get rewarded. That same psychology will actually work with um, people on social media. If you've got a really big community, you know, if you only get one comment a day, answer it. But if you're getting a lot of comments, what you need to be doing is liking people and Responding as appropriate, but you don't have to respond to every single comment. You can put some general messages up and then periodically be very visible about your responses. Now I continue to comment because next time you're going to respond to me. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Do you have any more tips when it comes to personalization in this in this world of digital marketing and automation? Auto, <laughs> That's not a word. Automation. automation. <laughs> I like word. it. Good word. Um, something that, um, th now this takes a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more work. And so it's a little more specialized. But the more information you gather about people, the more personalized you can make those emails. So for example, um, and we did this with a contractor who sells service agreements. When we uploaded people to his email system, we uploaded name, phone, email, but then we uploaded renewal date and we uploaded, um, what was the other thing? Uh, the kind of service agreement that they had. So we created a generic email and every month we pulled just the people who were going to renew that month. And then we create using a, a field renewal date and then a field for a type of contract. So I will get an email that says, hey, Lorraine, your furnace maintenance contract expires. And then insert date. date. Yeah. And you can renew. Click here. And so the advantage to that is that's really personal information. I mean, it is personalized information because my neighbor gets an email that says, Mary, your furnace and air conditioning contract expires on. And so it's not this generic, it expires soon. I can see exactly the date that it expires. And I so that... That is really valuable because it's, it's, it's really good for that kind of stuff. We did it. Um, we were working with a company that did cooking classes for children. And so the mother got an email that said, hi, Mary, your insert son or daughter named child Sally. whatever is registered yeah. for this class. Be sure to, you know, uh, Confirm that you're going to come and get there 15 minutes early, whatever, whatever. But what that did was it allowed us to send out very personal reminders. We had the kids sorted by age. So we could say, 
Hi, Mary. The last class your kid came to was insert this. We have another class coming up we think she'll love. Wow. And and it worked. And then we sold a lot of classes. The That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Lorraine just told us not only do you have to personalize, but then she summed it up by telling us how you can automate the personalization, which is pretty awesome. Absolutely. And it takes a lot of work up front, but it's totally worth it to segment your list, add these fields, collect this data so that people actually feel cared for. Absolutely. And it allows you to send them relevant information. Um, the cooking school. She had girls only classes and boys only classes. She had classes that were age specific. And so before we started working with her, she was sending out one email that listed every single class. What we started wow. doing was we would list the tiny chef classes and the teen chef classes and the tween chefs. And she got much higher registrations because the moms could see just the classes that were right for their children. I love it. Yep. Yeah. And the, like when you give people all these choices that are not applicable, then they'll just get annoyed and they'll close the email and move on. But if everything in that email is like applicable to them and interests them, then they're going to stick with you and sign up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so, you know what? On the one hand, this is very, um, very dependent on the technology, but I'm going to tell you that I, that way back in the day, and, and I mean way back, like when I was in high school, I worked in a department store and one of the saleswomen that I worked for, she um, had actually come over from Europe and she was used to working in these really high-end dress shops and she had files on all of her customers. And every time we got dresses in, she'd pull like half a dozen dresses aside before they ever hit the floor. And then she'd whip out her Rolodex and she'd start calling her customers and saying, Mary, I have a beautiful red size two put aside for you, but I can only hold it two days. Yes. So this isn't new. It's just new ways of doing what good salespeople have always done. I love it. I love it. So if you were to sum up our conversation today, Lorraine, how would you sum it up? I would say that if you want to be successful, you need to treat your customers as individuals. You need to get to know them, get to know a little bit about them, and use that information to deliver information that they're looking for when they're looking for it. I love it. All right, Lorraine, before I let you go today, I'm going to turn the time back over to you to tell everyone again how to find you and anything else you want the audience to know. If you're looking for me, come to roundpeg.biz. If you're interested in maybe some training, or other resources on these topics, be sure to look at the resource section on our website. I've just got presentations and white papers on personalization and all sorts of other conversations. Amazing. Well, thank you again for being a guest on the show, Lorraine. It's been a true pleasure. Lizzie, it is always fun to hang out with you. Thanks so much for the invite. 
was another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. So remember, if you're struggling with digital marketing, but you can't afford an expensive consultant, go check out my membership site at trafficandleadsmembership.com. We will help you. It is a done with you program. It's extremely reasonably priced and you should totally hop in before the price increases in January. Go check that out at trafficandleadsmembership.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review wherever you're hearing this podcast, Facebook or Stitcher or iTunes, wherever you're listening to it. I'd really appreciate that. And until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with TrafficAndLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm-hmm.